Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio and also Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, October 12th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, If We the People Were Actually in Charge. Perhaps no greater delusion stubbornly persists from one generation to the next than the idea that the governments can be trusted. Sure, they conduct their affairs in secret, spy on their own people, and arm themselves to the teeth. But by all means, trust them as you would a dear relative. Sure, they steal from productive citizens, manipulate markets, and swell their bureaucratic armies with ever-growing taxes. But by all means, trust them as you would a close business associate. Sure, they impose their beliefs on our culture, ban the public expression of unfavored religions, and interpose their agents between parents and children. But by all means, trust them as you might a pastor or priest. Even after the global wars, genocides, engineered famines, and kill squads that made the last century the most barbaric in human history, it is exceedingly common to hear Justin Trudeau, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and others from the church of big government mock ordinary citizens for not putting absolute faith in government institutions distracting themselves from the state-sanctioned atrocities, similarly elevate the organs of government and intimidate citizens into compliance. Today's ruling class cult leaders pretend that the 20th century's mass slaughters could never be repeated here and now, as if the predisposition towards mass murder or peculiarly German, Russian, or Chinese prerogative, and not a tragic ailment epidemic to the whole human race. Oh sure, Justin Trudeau confiscated the bank accounts of Canadians who resisted his tyrannical COVID lockdowns, 
but such a rank authoritarianism was necessary to protect the public's health. Sure, Barack Obama, with assist from a com complicit Congress and Supreme Court, effectively nationalized a fifth of the economy under a broad system of health care mandates. But that, too, was necessary to protect the public's health. Sure, Hillary Clinton recently suggested that there needs to be a formal deprogramming of mega-cult members, but her proposal might be justified as merely a mental health initiative intended to protect the public from itself. Hmm. Protecting the public's health sure sounds like a convenient euphemism for justifying government tyranny, does it not? In order to protect public health, we must treat as sick any individual who doubts that the government's primary concern is the public's health. Just by sheer coincidence, of course. Just sheer coincidence, of course, psychiatric patients before finally concluding that they should be executed as enemies of the state instead. Well, at least our government would never act so outrageously as to define us as domestic enemies. Wait, what? The FBI has officially designated President Trump's supporters as domestic terrorists? Warning, if anybody shows up at your door and says, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, run far, far away, quickly. Obamacare Stage 1 Everyone gets free health care. Obamacare Stage 2 Those diagnosed as deplorable get complimentary deprogramming. Obamacare Stage 3 Uncurable mega-holdouts are placed against the wall to be late-term late aborted. Planned Parenthood should have the America cleansed of wrongdoing in no time. Yep, sounds like government health care to me. Never forget how close we came during COVID-1984's period of mass hysteria to the imposition of quarantine camps that could be used to intern Western civilizations who had the misfortune of testing positive for the common cold or the audacity to resist police state edicts. And Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United States Government officials were eager to adopt identical measures as they had been deployed in communist China to isolate citizens for months at a time. With the full-throated support of nefarious institutions such as the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization, Chinese totalitarianism was heralded as an ideal system to be emulated. Rather, 
than a contemptible, contemptible vehicle of committing crimes against humanity that should have been universally scorned. Traditional Western difference to individual self-determination and respect for personal freedoms, on the other hand, were cast aside to demonize as dangerous philosophy that might be purged. With house arrests, school closures, the cancellation of religious services, the forced shuttering of small businesses, the warrantless tracking of cell phones, and mass criminalization of all dissent, Western governments galloped quickly towards the martial law without batting an eye or breaking a sweat. At some point, at some point, national and moral person must take a sober look around and confront reality as it is and not through the prism of comforting delusions. History can be neither a wise teacher saving us from future danger or a prophet spelling out in detail what miseries lie ahead. Either way, ignoring lessons will not forestall the hard choices to come. Whenever and wherever individual freedoms are subordinated to the whims of an all-powerful state, death and destruction are certain to follow. No disease or natural disaster has ever posed more of a threat to a people than that posed by their own government. It is a better pill to swallow, but when governments are not pointing their weapons at foreign enemies, they are almost always pointing them at domestic ones. And useless nations, and unless a nation's people or the legal chains of a constitution keep the state bound, gagged, and subdued, it will inevitably grow to be a monster inflicting harm on those it claims to protect. Who is, hands down, the worst mass murderer in human history, in a single word, government. When it is not finding ways to kill people beyond its borders, it is crafting justifications for killing citizens within. Those who nonetheless persist and hold any government up as a model of virtue and decency are either too naive to understand that they champion a cutthroat or so depraved, and they gladly serve as its accomplice. The reason no government lasts forever is because its homicidal tendencies eventually force ordinary people to act whether they want to or not. The question for ordinary people invariably remains the same. When should a government be properly understood as such a threat to the lives and liberties of its citizens that good and decent people must act in concert to prevent further harm? Is it when the government propaganda is presented as truth and 
provable truths are regularly misrepresented as conspiracy theories and lies? Is it when the government prosecutors apply two standards of justice, one that penally benefits the regime's friends and others that torments and imprisons its perceived enemies? Is it when private corporations posing as political parties successfully deprive the people of faithful representation by controlling who may successfully run for office? Is it when the legislator effectively transfers its powers to a collection of corporate boards, lobbying groups, and bureaucrats? Is it when the courts to distort the plain meaning of the nation's constitution as to rewrite it without the public's affirmation? Is it when rights and liberties considered so inalienable that they are listed within a Bill of Rights are instead cast aside or watered down as to provide no guarantees? Is it when a private central bank is empowered to devalue the public savings by endlessly printing new currency? Is it when war is declared without a vote, the people are taxed without their approval, and the imposition of co communism is simply rebranded as fighting for global warming? Yes. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Enough of the mainstream media pushing whatever the government tells them to push. Enough being told as white people that we should be ashamed of our white skin. Enough of watching our white history being erased to appease non-white people in our white Christian nation. Listen to Behind the Hood every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, exclusively here on AltRightTV.com. The Invisible Knight brings you one news article, gives you his opinion on it, all in 15 minutes. If you want the truth, that's what you'll get on Behind the Hood. Your daily dose of truth. Oh, Canada. Looking for a fight? You'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for uh, sticking around. Uh, I have to apologize. For that uh, commentary piece. 
Um, I don't think I could have uh, read that commentary uh, any worse than what I just did there, and I apologize. Uh, I lost my train of thought a few times. Uh, you ever have one of those days when you're into ten different projects, and uh, they all need done, and you're trying to balance your time uh, into doing uh, each one, uh, that's the type of day I'm having. Uh, I had some errands to run this afternoon. Uh, that threw me behind. Uh, I usually read the commentary piece before uh, the show, so I know what, uh, uh, you know, I don't stumble through it, because I try to make the commentary piece as professional as uh, possible. Uh, because this is serious business. Now, the news is serious business, too. But, uh, you know, I, I don't try to um, uh, come off as somebody that I that I am not. Uh, but anyhow, I'm going to try to cut this show to an hour. I say that a lot of times. Uh, but this evening, folks, I'm really going to have to uh, cut the show to an hour. hour uh, because I still have... Uh, other projects started that uh, need finished this evening. Uh, the first article I have here comes from the news source, The Blaze. Who to guessed? Uh, this headline, New York City sees spike in tuberculosis cases, possibly caused by COVID fatigue and migrant crisis. Now they have COVID fatigue there listed as far as uh, n n number one, what the hell is COVID fatigue? You know, uh, I suffer fatigue every day of my life. It, it's not giving me tuberculosis. Now, God forbid, uh, it, tuberculosis, thanks to these third world scumbags just waltzing across the border, uh, you know, I could get uh, tuberculosis, something that we wiped out long ago. Uh, the third world deplorable dirt bags uh, bringing to the country. Uh, so, you know, it, it, to say COVID fatigue, you know, whoever come up with that term to explain why people, uh, why there's an outbreak of tuberculosis, must have their heads shoved so far up their ass uh, that they don't even see daylight anymore. Uh, get real. There's no such thing as COVID fatigue. Uh, and then here, migrant crisis. You're damn right it's the migrant crisis because these dirtbags are bringing these third world diseases to our country. They're waltzing across the border. They're not being tested for anything and then just turned loose into society. That's why there is an outbreak of tuberculosis. Uh, now this is just in New York City. But wait, do these dirt balls start spreading themselves across the United States? Uh, I mentioned just before on the show, I saw... Uh, not too, too long ago, uh, that there were uh, 6,000 children, uh, uh, little dirt bags, with uh, tuberculosis that they spread all across the nation. Now, why would our government be trying to spread tuberculosis? If that, if that question doesn't scare the hell out of you, uh, it, it better it better. Uh, same with, and I haven't heard any more about that there in Florida, but uh, we had uh, even leprosy. Leprosy. The only time I've ever heard the name leprosy or the disease it was in the Bible. 
in biblical times. Now, I do, I'm do. i not sure, but I think uh, some of these uh, third world nations that are still drinking water from a mud puddle, uh, I don't know, maybe they have uh, leprosy, but for uh, a country like America to hear leprosy, wow, crazy. Uh, the article here, New York City is reportedly experiencing a sudden surge of cases of tuberculosis, an illness that ran rampant throughout the early 20th century. There, are now, there is now concern that it could be making a resurgence in the U.S. How did it get here? You know, I, I cannot believe that there are people stupid enough to have welcomed these third world, disgusting, deplorable uh, people. I wonder how long the supporters of uh, uh, letting these dirtbags into the country uh, are going to realize and wake up and realize, wow, what was I thinking? Uh, because, you know, not only the gangs and, you know, now terrorists, uh, I just saw an article uh, today, and um, I don't have that for this evening. Uh, but we are uh, bringing terrorists. They're just waltzing across the border. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but when I get up and I see some of the news articles uh, that I see, you know, it can't help. But piss you off and ruin your day. Uh, even after uh, the show here sometimes, uh, I'll just be thinking, you know, about uh, some of the articles that I did and, you know, disgust. Pure disgust. Who would have thought in today's times in America, a superpower, we're supposed to be, best of doctors, you know, uh, uh, things like that that were supposed to be. But now even that's all muddied up with these uh, uh, mud critters uh, coming here and uh, uh, taking up uh, uh, jobs that, uh, you know, American white doctors, uh, they're taking their jobs. Many um, then the uh, white doctors, they go to a third world country to practice. You know, you, you get some uh, uh, dirt bag that's, in a third world country, uh, you get some dirt bag that gets his, uh, I don't know, his uh, leg chawed off by an alligator or some other uh, creature. And, you know, there are good doctors, you know, that, that, that are saving these people when we need them here. You know, why don't these third world doctors set up shop in their country? I don't. I've never heard anybody explain uh, why white doctors are going to third world countries and uh, non-white non doctors are coming in. Uh, and you know what I'm talking about. You go to the doctor, you go anywhere, anywhere. And now listen, I live in a small uh, town. Now it is mostly white, but I have been in and out of this town for many years. And even it is turning darker uh, just today. Now, this is something 
said, 15 years ago, you would have never seen in this town. But a uh, black uh, man drove by with his white girlfriend sitting in the passenger seat, just smiling. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what, what, uh, you got to be crazy. And, you know, she'll find out sooner or later. It's usually later, uh, and then a lot of these white women uh, are killed. But uh, back to uh, tuberculosis here in America. Uh, the Daily Mail reported that there is some data that suggests 500 new cases of tuberculosis have officially been diagnosed in the city so far in 2023. This represents a 20% increase in the illness from the same time last year. The prevalence of TB is the highest it has been in the city in more than 10 years, with some speculating that this could mean the illness spills over into other parts of the country. A number of health officials have suggested that one main reason for the rise in the illness is COVID-19 fatigue, with more people avoiding clinics and treatments. Is this, is this what they're saying? Uh, uh, now, this must be what COVID fatigue is, because now uh, the government is pushing this uh, 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 new COVID that, uh, you know, it just uh, appeared uh, all of a sudden a year from election, and we're talking about uh, shut lockdowns and uh, uh, everything that the government did to us two years ago. And uh, now, all of a sudden, people aren't going to the doctor because they're afraid of catching this new um uh, COVID. Even if that's so, you know, if people are afraid, they don't want to go to the doctor's office. Uh, because, yes, there's sick people uh, at the doctor's office. But you know what? Right now, until these dirt bags start, um, you know, uh, going for medical, I was going to say, you know, I was going to say, you know what, I can promise you, you're gonna, you can go to the doctor without fear of getting tuberculosis. Now, um, after I thought about that, with the dirt ball people here in this country, maybe that isn't so. But regardless, and listen, if you're afraid to go to a doctor's office uh, for treatment, and they want to call it COVID fatigue, do you go shopping? Do you go to your little one-world churches? On Sundays, you know, uh, why would you be afraid of going to the doctors? Do you think you don't run into people in the grocery stores that are sick? Uh, some pig wipes their nose uh, with their hand and then grabs a can of vegetable soup and decides they don't want it, so they put it back. Think of all the germs that are in a grocery store. You ever heard of somebody dying from a disease they got in the grocery store? Think about that. Why? But yet we're to believe uh, uh, this COVID, this Chinese flu, is so deadly 
You know what? Don't worry about COVID, folks. Worry about the other third world diseases that these dirtbags are bringing in because that is what's going to affect you. Um, I'm not going to do any more of that article because I have a couple here um, that I want to do. Uh, give me one second. I am so um, so disorganized uh, this evening that it isn't funny. Uh, here we go. No, no. Well, no. Here we go. Wow, I don't think anything could go uh, any worse here. Okay, I can't do that article. It, it booted me clear off uh, the show here, trying to get it. But anyhow, it is a school, and uh, let me find the headline again. Uh, this is in Indiana. Uh, Indiana school says it will keep using the N-word in history lessons. And why not? Why not? Uh, you know, blacks want their uh, culture all through America. Then, you know, what about the N-word? What about it? Uh, the N-word was never a racist word. The definition used to be uh, the N-word, um, uneducated, lazy, uh, and I forget what other uh, traits. And it matched the black race. They were, they really were, uh, and they still are the true meaning of the N-word. And, you know, they took offense to it. Of course, uh, you know, white people probably um, would take offense if there was a name that meant uh, uh, lazy, uneducated, because we're not, in general, we're not. Uh, but the blacks object to the N-word because they know it's true. You know, they can't fight it. They couldn't say, uh, well, I'm not the N-word. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, we have in America, unfortunately, we have many white N-words, too. Uh, I can't believe going down the streets anymore and, you know, uh, a car will go by with a kid, I don't know if they're just getting out of school or uh, what, and, you know, they got the rap music blaring, the bass and the rap, and... Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, why? Number one, why, as an intelligent white person, would you want to pretend to be a low IQ 
dirty race. Why? Why would you want to pretend that? And you know, I ask myself that all the time. You know, when I see these uh, kids, even grown-ups, and I think I pinpointed the answer, and I brought it up here on the show before. I think that people, that white people, that do that, they are afraid of black people. So they want to try to blend in uh, with black people, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, look at me, I'm one of you. Uh, we're brothers to another mother. And, you know, they think that, that somehow um, should a race war uh, break out in America, which is it's highly possible, but they think then that these black people, because you're white and you're pretending uh, to be black, uh, that, that these people would spare you. They'll kill you just as they would any other white. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, when you're not afraid of them, that you're going to try to mimic black people. That's pretty bad. You're afraid of a race with an average IQ of 70, which is borderline retarded, and only 13% of the population. You know, if there were a race war to break out, there's no, uh, you, you don't even have to think about who would win that. Whites would win that hands down. Hands down. So, you know, um, there's a special place in hell for white people that miscegenate and, and you know, just try to act like these dumbasses. It's unbelievable. Um, let's see what else I have here. Um, I saw this, too, and I don't know what this is about, but we're going to uh, get into the article because I don't read most of the articles on the show until I'm uh, doing the show. And this is one that uh, I don't know. We're going to see here. Uh, this comes from the news source TMZ.com. Headline, Outrage over California's new ebony alert for missing black children and women. What, just a regular alert? Uh, what do they call Amber Alert? That isn't good enough? Now blacks, they, they have to have a ebony alert? Let's get into this. The Golden State is rolling out a new system to report and find missing black children and women. It's completely separate from the Amber Alert, and it's already causing backlash. Huh, totally separate. There's your key word, separate from the Amber Alert. Why don't we just separate the races? You know, then that wouldn't seem strange that they would want an Amber Alert. and Or, or they would want an Ebony Alert. Did you ever think maybe people just don't give a shit? If a black woman comes up missing, or a black child, did you ever think about that? And I'm being serious here. Uh, let's get further into this. 
Uh, folks in California are outraged over the new statewide alert system, dubbed the Ebony Alert, and backed by State Senator Stephen Bradford, uh, reacting to the first-of-its-kind law as another form of segregation. There we go. The magic word. Segregation. What would make America better? Segregation. Better yet, what would make America better is to send every non-white that's in America back to their own motherland. You know, uh, uh, gather up these ungrateful non-white bastards, put them on a plane, and ship them the hell back where they come from. If we can't have that, then segregation, uh, definitely. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom recently signed a bill into law creating the Ebony Alert, which goes into effect January 1st and will be used for black people between the ages of 12 and 25 who are missing, plus young black women who are reported missing. What about the black what about the black guys? Just the women and kids? Uh, the Ebony Alert is similar to the Amber Alert, as it calls for local law enforcement to notify the California Highway Patrol as they need help finding lost children. With lawmakers saying uh, it already encourages media, media to report on missing black people. Um, that's funny. Lawmakers have to tell the blacks, hey, you got to uh, report missing black people. Uh, this is just how much they care for each other. You know, uh, well, you know, probably. Okay, so, uh, uh, say you're a black man, unfortunately, and uh, 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 your wife or whoever, uh, a black wife or girlfriend, disappears with the kid. You say you have a kid or two. Uh, do you think the black man is going to report them missing? Hell no. That just got uh, 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 the little milk duds uh, out of his hair. And to, uh, the old lady, too. He didn't have to be an absentee father if the kid and the woman uh, comes up missing. So there, you know, even a black doesn't care. You know, if I was a white police officer and this ebony alert come out, I wouldn't even respond. I wouldn't respond. You know, you want an ebony alert? Then get black people to look for your people that are lost. Then push it over on us because, uh, you know, uh, statistically, and it must be true, it must be true that they had to come out with an amber alert. Nobody cares if a black mother and the kids disappear. At least she won't be having any other black babies. And, you know, who, who, who knows? She probably sold the kid to somebody in the street, took that money, and she's probably laying at a trap house somewhere. Uh, you know, um, I don't care. You know, when I see these Amber Alerts, the, the actual Amber Alerts, and the little kid will uh, pop up there. If, if they're a non-white uh, child, I don't care. I could care less. That may sound cruel to some people, 
but but I, I could care less. Now let's see what else we have here. This is good news. Uh, this comes from Shine My Crown, which is an all-black news source. Uh, the headline is, New Report Explains Why Black Women Are Having More Abortions Than White Women. Now, I'm sure this is going to be very biased, uh, coming from a black news source, but here we go. It, it's probably white supremacy, because uh, black women are having more abortions. Who cares? That's a good thing. That's actually a great thing. Uh, black women had more abortions despite being six times less than white women in the state. A wild disparity in other data in the most recent state abortion report suggests the economics uh, play a huge role in the women's decisions about whether to abort a pregnancy. Sure, if you're a crack whore, you don't want a, a, a kid. Uh, you know, the kid was probably a mistake to get the money to get crack, to lay in a trap house. Blacks don't want their kids. Uh, look at some of the heinous crimes that you see that black people do to their kids. And yes, there are white people too, but the majority is black. They, they, they don't like each other as adults. So, you know, uh, they probably love the idea of killing uh, that baby. Um, the economic impacts of pregnancy and abortion might be considerations for Ohioans as they go to the polls on November 7th to vote on Issue 1 and an, an amendment that would enshrine reproductive rights in the state constitution, reports Ohio Capital Journal. Why do you need an amendment? Number one, that's great that blacks are having more abortions than white people. I support that. I wholeheartedly support that. Uh, you know, I said before, and I would go a step further, any non-white that wants to gain entry into the United States should be sterilized. And nobody needs to give me uh, the little crybaby. Uh, that ain't fair. Listen, it would be that non-white's choice. That being a stipulation. You know, um, China does that. Is, uh, isn't that China uh, uh, or J Japan somewhere where they were only allowed to have uh, boys? It's either they're only allowed to have boys or girls. The other babies uh, they killed. So, uh, what's wrong with black people having abortions? Oh, let me skim through this. I can't believe I don't see anything in this article that says white supremacy. Uh, 
Yep. Uh, and it's not hard to see how economics might play a role in the vast disparity between abortions among black Ohio women and their white counterparts. Listen. To get an income, a decent income, you got to work. Uh, sometimes that work isn't even a decent income, but you work. You ain't laying around in the projects, screwing this guy, screwing that guy to get money for crack. Then it is probably pretty hard to raise the baby. Whereas white women, uh, you know, they may have a career or other children at home that they care for, and, you know, the husband with a good job. So, you know, again, it's not white people's fault uh, that black people are lazy. Uh, I was just watching a cartoon uh, the other day. I don't know. It kind of shows my age. Uh, but I used to like the little rascals, uh, you know, with the dog Petey and uh, Alfalfa. And uh, I was watching an uh, episode uh, of that, and it actually shows these black children uh, that were mimicking adult black people uh, and it, uh, sitting in a chair, uh, and this black girl playing a, an adult white uh, or adult black girl would have all these other blacks bring her things uh, and fan her. And she said a dozen times, I'm so tired. You know, that's why those cartoons were funny. Because they were true. Uh, uh, they were down to earth. Uh, you know, I brought it up before. Uh, I used to like Sanford and Son. Uh, that was true black living. Uh, in Watts with a junkyard. It was a funny show because it was true. Um, Good Times uh, with J.J. Walker. That was also a funny show because it showed uh, the black family uh, in housing, in project housing. Uh, you know, that was true. And all of the things that were in past cartoons, uh, just like the minstrel shows, that were true, that are called racist now. How, how is the truth racist? Uh, anyhow, let's see. Uh, there's a new rap song out. Now listen, I don't like rap. Uh, I don't think rap belongs in America. It's not our culture. But this is a little white kid, and uh, he was rapping uh, against uh, homosexuality. And the kid was good at, he, at what he was doing. And I believe uh, in the song, uh, I wish I had more information on this. Uh, I had the recording, but it was uh, uh, horrific. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to... Uh, understand it. Uh, so the artic article here, and then hopefully you can look this up on YouTube, and I believe it's Eminem that jumps in at the end of the song. Uh, but it's great. Uh, this 11-year-old knocking 
homosexuality. Uh, and of course, the article come from uh, theadvocate.com, an all-black news source, or no, queer, queer source, uh, uh, advocate is. Uh, the head, headline, Child Rapper's Viral Transphobic Song Shocks Audiences. An 11-year-old boy is going viral for an incredibly transphobic song he and his father pulled out recently. The internet has been upset abuzz following the release of the song laden with transphobic lyrics by an 11-year-old rapper, Toby James, uh, as reported by Newsweek. Okay, maybe this, um, towards the end of the song, maybe this was this child's father. Uh, I said I thought it sounded like Eminem, uh, but maybe here apparently not. Uh, initially showcased on his father Tyson James' TikTok account, which has since been deactivated, the song experienced a surge in popularity after being reposted on X, the platform normally known as Twitter, by an account called at Kristen Nightmare. Uh, the user highlights religious hypocrisy. This is what indoctrination looks like. The user wrote along with a minute-long song. The video has gotten more than 7 million views on the time of publication on X. Uh, here, this has some of the lyrics uh, to, to this young man's uh, rap song. This, remember, this kid's white. Uh, the lyrics feature phrases like, if you're a Susie, you can't be Scott, and can't get into heaven with nail paint. It's going to be hot where you're going. That's Hellgate. Have ignited a whirlpool of reactions online. Um, then it continues, I look around, I see a circus. Now he says, before using a slur to describe transgender people, who he raps are making me nervous. But I serve a big God, and I got a purpose. All these demons will burn in the furnace. Uh, check that song out. Give me a second here, folks. Okay. I needed to get a drink of something. Uh, it sounds like I'm losing, about to lose my voice. Um, that'll make my fiance happy, maybe. Uh, w with that, anyhow, uh, because I'm coming up here on uh, an hour. Let's see. Yes, I'm coming up here on an hour uh, anyhow, and I do apologize uh, for uh, such a short show tonight. Um, like I said, um, I've been running in a dozen different directions today, and uh, I'm getting everything accomplished, uh, but it's taking some time to do so. 
so I'm going to close out this evening's show. I'll be back here Tuesday, August 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'll make up for the lost time uh, on this show and uh, try to make uh, Tuesdays a little longer. Uh, check out the show page on True Social. That's Donald Trump's version of twi- uh, yes, Twitter. Uh, you can download True Social from the Google Play Store and uh, down- download it and uh, look for uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show and tap follow. Uh, there you'll get all your information about the shows and uh, other uh, uh, items of interest uh, on that page. And you know what I said that that was in uh, the Google Play Store. I I uh, moved up to a Chromebook, and that is an app that says that I cannot get for uh, a Google Chromebook is True Social. But listen, uh, to go around that, go to truesocial.com. Right there, set up a a, a page on True Social. And then just bookmark it. That's uh, that's what I did uh, for on uh, the Google uh, Chromebook. Uh, so uh, maybe maybe that's all Chromebooks. You can't get the app, but just uh, type in uh, truthsocial.com. Boy, I'm having a uh, a heck of a time here today. Uh, losing my train of thought. Uh, also, the Underground Live show. I have to get one of those scheduled here uh, pretty soon because I've only done one so far. Uh, so this is going to be one of those coming up uh, one of these weeks here too soon. Uh, if you have any thoughts, ideas, suggestions, news articles, something you want to get off of your chest, you can email that straight to the Rust Belt Clansman show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. You can, it's, it's all uh, very simple. It's all lowercase letters. Clansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. There you can leave a voice message, uh, a voicemail, uh, or a text. You can also text that number. Uh, so there's ways to get a hold of this show. Uh, utilize those. And we're going to close out this evening's show, as we always do here on the Rust Belt Klansman. Uh, here we go, Murph. Uh, my white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Thank you, Father, for your good news and which anticipation for its fulfillment brings such a great amount of joy. Fill me with the wonder and imagination concerning the reality of your promises, and feed my joy according to the working of your Holy Spirit. Such joy brings vitality to me, and causes others to wonder at my exalted spirits. I am so grateful that you have promised your forgiveness. How can I not rejoice in the knowledge that you will not hold my faults against me? I will share my joy with others, bring the healing with you when you come and establish your righteous goodness 
in all the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so there is a wrap for uh, this Thursday evening show. Uh, like I said, I will be back here on Tuesday, August 17th, uh, with a new show. If you enjoyed this one, uh, please tune in for that the next one uh, coming up. Uh, if you like the show, share it with your friends and uh, family. Uh, and, you know, maybe uh, open up their eyes uh, to what's going on. If they're on the fence, you know, that uh, they don't know. But anyhow, uh, God bless you all for listening. Um, and as always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power! <laughs>